Ever wonder how and if the Bible has relevance for today? On this podcast, we provide biblical answers to today's tough questions. Hi friends, I'm Pastor Robert Young. We have 30 plus years of church planting and mentoring other pastors, 30 plus years of training leaders in evangelism and discipleship. Our team of missionaries go into jails, rehabs, parks, street corners, coffee houses, and any place unchurched people gather. We present the true untainted gospel. We ask questions and give answers as we conduct surveys. We do this so that you can make a true, informed decision about Jesus Christ. And today our topic is Fasting, Part 2. Hi friends, welcome back to Not Your Parents Religion Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Robert Young, and I'm sitting here today with some of my co-hosts who are back. Uh, We're starting out with Jill. We got on the microphone today, we got Joshua and of course, Takara, and we have Kenya with us today. And today our topic is going to continue in our series about fasting. Now, if you didn't catch the first episode of fasting, you need to go back and check that out because it explains the, the why of why we fast and some of the things to expect. But let me throw this uh, disclaimer in there right now. If you are thinking of fasting and you've read and you know the reasons to fast, Before you get started, please consult with your physician before you do any food restrictions, especially if you're pregnant or expecting to be pregnant, anything like that. And a fast is more so, the essence of fasting is more than just the restriction of food. It is specifically getting away with the Lord so that you can hear him better. And when I say that, I don't mean just to hear him for instructions, because uh, quite frankly, some of us have bosses that we are very loyal to that boss. And we may do everything our boss said. We may go to our boss for instructions and do everything pinpoint accurate, but still not like that person. We don't want that to be the same type of relationship that we have have with God. We fast and we pray only for instructions or only for direction, but don't have a relationship with him. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Great example. That's, we definitely don't want to do that. So when I say fasting and going without food, there, there are certain ways we can do that. You can go on a fast where you continue to eat your normal diet, but if you specifically set aside some time every day, And you spend time with the Lord in prayer, Bible study, and worship. And how I like to do when I do my worship, I come to the Lord with praise and worship first before I get into the asking phase. You know, well, Lord, give me this, give me, give me, give me, give me. Because I don't want to, because the flesh is so easily gets off track and and sidetracked that we can get to the point where we start to think of God as just like, some type of genie in a magic bottle. We, we say the right things and we rub him the right way and he comes out of the bottle and he blesses it with three wishes, but still not have a growing relationship with him. We don't want that either. That is not the intentions of fasting. And you cannot force God to bless you in any kind of way through fasting. So let's get that right out there, right off the bat. Nobody is on this world, in this world, is wise enough to manipulate God. He created everything. He knows everything. You can pray 24 hours a day. You're not going to get God to give you something he doesn't 
think you should have. And remember, because he is the perfect father and has all wisdom and he can see the big picture that we can't see, he knows what's best for us, even if we don't feel that way. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. So I want to start off the, the, the discussion today. I was wrapping up this my study on fasting earlier today is like five in the morning. And I said to myself, I said to God, I said, God, I am woefully inadequate to prepare or to give this lesson today. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is just go around the table. And if you feel comfortable doing, I'm going to ask my co-hosts some of their experience and what they know about fasting. And at the end, I'm going to recommend a couple of books that I want you to look up on Amazon or wherever you look up books and do the research and we'll come back later and we'll, and the the books that I'm going to refer you to have all the scriptural passages in context of what fasting is and why we fast and how to fast and all of that good stuff, because this is such a, a great spiritual discipline that can help us to grow in our relationship with God. And if you, are at that point where you say, well, I'm okay with God. I, I heard a guy say on the, on the news on some program the other day, he said, listen, if your fire, your passion for God is, eh, then you need to check yourself. Because remember, we're talking about the creator of the universe. When does he or the passion for him ever get to the point where it's just, eh, it should never be that way, right? Right. Well, isn't the same true in a marriage? Or any relationship. Can you imagine if your best friend is like, yeah, I can live with Joshua without him. How would you feel about that, Joshua? I know some people are, but that doesn't make it right, though, right? I mean, come on. Can you imagine if Jill said to my wife, said to me, well, yeah, whatever. We We got an anniversary coming up on February 14th. Now, if I say, hey, Jill, let's do something special for our anniversary. Let's. Let's uh, uh, cancel church. Let's uh, call off work and just go somewhere on a beach and sit and hold hands and look lovingly into each other's eyes and just and get to know each other better. And now, now imagine if she said, "Yeah, now I ain't got the time. I got to do the dishes." How would you? How would I feel? How do you think I would feel, Sean? I'd be calling Sean on the phone, Sean, you don't love me no more. <laughs> no, I mean, I really would be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> now, imagine sometimes this flesh can allow our relationship with God to get to that point. Fasting is one way of rekindling that passion that we have for God. And again, not just seeking information from him. Not just seeking answers to problems. That's a part of it. Continue to seek him for those things. I'm not saying not to. But that should not be our number one priority. Our number one priority when we're fasting is to get into his presence. To bask in his glory. The Bible says, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. It didn't say in his presence are answers to all of your problems, even though we know that they are. But just being in his presence is what I'm looking for when I fast. Now, when I'm in his presence and my mind is cleared up and he starts to talk to me about some of the problems or the bondages or whatever that he wants to break, that's wonderful stuff, right? 
But what just sitting in the presence of the being that created everything? Can you imagine that? And he wants to spend that time with you. Again, going back to the crazy marriage analogy, if Jill said to me, I don't want to go away with you on, on our anniversary. I, this is not something that thrills me. I love you, though. I'm going to feel some kind of way. I'm like, Just like saying, eh. eh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you love me? You would question it. So the question. So I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> so let's give some examples of people fasting in the Bible. Now that I think that we've covered or exhausted some of the reasons why we fast. Number one reason is to spend time, uninterrupted, unhindered, undistracted time with God. And just like Moses, the more time you spend, when Moses went up on that mountain, he spent time with God. And what happened at one time he came down off the mountain, his physical body was, his face was literally glowing. Not just, you know, Sean's got to glow. But imagine if her face was physically glowing. We would say, what happened? She spent time with God. So the question is, what do we know about fasting? How many times had, when was the last time any of us fasted? Uh, fast, I think like three years ago. Uh, when I started fasting, I started getting familiar with that term of killing your flesh. Killing the flesh. So when I heard that term, I wanted to know what it was. And then when I heard about killing the flesh, you got to do it physically and mentally. So you got to, stop you know stop all the foul things basically everything eating can be something that's pleasurable towards other people too so therefore you might cut out the eating you know some people Amen. say you can still drink water but just cut out the eating cut out the trash talk and you want to put yourself in a spiritual place where um i wouldn't say I don't know, this might sound like a bad choice of word, but like a monk, how they set and they base themselves there and they pray to their gods. That's how I think Christians should do when we fast. We should be able to not go, oh, man, let our cravings get the best of us. Amen. Now, what if you're fasting so that God can help you with those cravings? I think God will help you with your cravings. Because actually, when I fast a few times and I noticed I was not getting as hungry as I usually was getting hungry. At, you know, that usually happened after about the third I'm day. I'm like, man, I'm not as hungry as I usually yeah. be craving for food. But it was the complete opposite. Yeah. I, I wanted less food, you know, and I started getting it. So I think the more you do it, you are putting yourself in a spiritual place. So I think if you do it long enough. We all could come out glowing. <laughs> now, let me throw this little caveat in there. We're surrounded by sin. It's kind of almost hard. Once you get out that it is hard. and step back in the world, you got people talking crazy to you. Amen. People Amen. running you off the road. But you got to try to maintain all that. Joshua, let me throw this little caveat in there. Some of us don't have the, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
willpower? The willpower to do that. What about us? What? Listen, there's some things, and I'm not talking for myself. I'm just talking about people, human nature in general. I can't go two days without eating. I just can't do it. I've tried. I just can't do it. How am I supposed to fast? What am I supposed to do? Well, there's more than just eating that you can do. There's more than, there's other sacrifices that you can make that are not necessarily something connected to food, like media. The time that you would set, spend scrolling through your phone uh, or watching or sitting TV. in front of the TV. Yeah. discipline Hold on a second. I got to check my Facebook status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or your numbers. I checked. I, I had a post this morning. I want to see how it's doing. Uh-huh. But the point here, we realize that sometimes that we don't have the willpower to do the so things that God wants us to do. But he sees our, our desire and our motives for that. And he will, in turn, give us the strength to do that because he knows our heart. And he knows that some things we, we're just bound by. There's some people that fast just to break certain addictions or bondages that they're in. And they say out loud, Lord, Lord, listen, I got a lust demon. I don't, I'm just using it as an example, okay? I have a lust demon that I just cannot shake. And I'm going to go on this fast and hope and pray and believe that you're going to give me the strength to go on the fast and to break this yoke. Now, when you've put all those other distractions, because that's the biggest, to me, one of the biggest pieces of fasting, you're away from distractions, so now you can hear God better. Now your spiritual antenna is up. Now that you don't have your stomach uh, trying to digest that, that pork and beef that you had, now you can hear God better. Because he's always trying to talk to us like any good parent would. But sometimes we can't hear or receive what he's trying to give because we're too distracted by social media, TV, radio, even podcasts or whatever. But when we set aside a time, Send the kids to the babysitter, you and the old lady, the old man, go on a getaway weekend and get to know each other better. And I don't mean just from the, the physical part. I mean just to rekindle your romance. And I hate to use that as an example, as an analogy, but the principles are still the same. Spending quality time with God. Yeah. Did you know that Jesus, and what, what, what chapter is that, 17? Of Matthew 17, where it's talked about Jesus was led by the Spirit to go up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil after he, or while he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus fasted. Right. There was another scripture where some people came up to Jesus and said, listen, uh, we noticed that, you're, that you're, your disciples don't fast like John's disciples fast. What's up? And Jesus plainly told them, they're fasting for, to hear from me. I'm here right now. <laughs> now, when I leave, then they'll fast. Why? So that then I won't be here physically with them, but they still need to hear from me. Because that's the biggest piece, hearing from God. Not just for instructions and answers, but hearing from him tell us, I love you. I don't care what you're going through. I still love you. And anyone in here ever been touched by the Spirit of God? Once you get touched by the Spirit of God, it's something that you crave, your spirit man crave, not your flesh. Your flesh don't want nothing to do with God. 
but your spirit man wants more and more and more. Many other examples of fasting uh, in the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 23, the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 6, uh, the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17 through 16. Um, what else Isaiah. we got? Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 7, which was one of our key ones. Uh, the book of Acts, chapter 9, mm. verse 9. The book of Daniel, of course, we know that one. Mm-hmm. Chapter 1, verse through 8. Also in Luke, and many other scriptures that talks about fasting, why we do it, what's the importance of it. But again, and we're getting ready to close, I want to recommend a book to you. And, and trust me, I've already gone online and found that, oh, that, that this book is still on Amazon as an audible book, as an mm-hmm. e-book, any kind of way you can get it. It's only like seven fifty for this particular book. And the name of the book, and I'll send this to all the listeners, if you can't afford it, or if you just go and get a copy from somewhere, it's called Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, A Guide to Nine Biblical Fasts. And the author is Elmer L. Towns. Again, it's Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough, A Guide to Nine Different Biblical Fasts. Also, and I've had these in my, my library for quite some time now. Um, there's a book called The Celebration of Discipline, The Path to Spiritual Growth by Richard J. Foster. Now, this one specifically is talking, I think chapter three is talking about fasting. So go and check those books out. I have a. And they are on Amazon as ebooks and audible books for like $7 or something. I noticed. Um People may think fasting is, some people may think fasting is bad. People like you say, man, why would I want to starve myself? Yeah. But one thing that I have learned, they say you have to do it. Even doctors tell you you have to fast every now and then because your body is good for your body. You got to get the toxins. That's a great point. So when you get it, so it's not good for you spiritually. It's good for you spiritually and mentally, physically. Yep. Yes. If you look Amen. at it that Amen. way, God knew what he was doing when he created the body. Amen. In <laughs> fact, in fact, the Daniel fast was done for that specifically re- specific reason. Uh, let me read something what I had prepared for us, but I decided not to go with it today. The Daniel fast typically includes abstaining from meat, dairy, uh, processed yes. food, sugar, and caffeine. And he did not drink wine. Or- Instead... Participants should focus on whole foods such as fruits, vegetables, whole grain, nuts, seeds, and legumes. Uh, The fast is often followed by a period of 21 days, although you may choose to observe it for a different length of time based on your circumstances. mm -hmm. During the Daniel fast, you are encouraged to spend extra time in prayer, meditation, and reflection. And remember, this is a time to draw closer to God, seek his guidance, and renew your spiritual commitment. Many people who have observed the Daniel fast experience a deep sense of spiritual connection, increased clarity, and a heightened awareness of their relationship with God. And in conclusion, in addition to spiritual benefits, the Daniel fast is also believed to have positive effects on physical health by eliminating processed foods, animal products, and added sugar participants may experience weight loss, improved digestion and increased energy levels. We know this to be true. The emphasis on whole plant-based foods can also contribute to the better health and well-being. 
Fasting is something that we want to do. Now, it is not commanded. God did not command us to fast. It's all a voluntary thing. But he wants to see your desire. If you want him bad enough that you would abstain from the things that bring you fleshly pleasure. Let me say that again. If you want him bad enough that you would voluntarily abstain from the things that bring you fleshly or physical pleasure, food, drink, whatever it may be, that says something. Now, whether you can pull that off or not, whether you can do it or not is a different story. Mm -hmm. But when he sees that you at least have the desire to want him that bad. And is that any different than any other relationship? What we were talking about with the marriage relationship, there was every great love song artist says this at one point in one song or another. I want you to want me. Yes. Yes. I want you to want me. And I want you to show me and tell me. Mm-hmm. And guess who created relationships? God. He wants things. you to want him, but he wants, he wants you to show him how. And then if we, in, in my conclusion, again, if you get to the point where you say, well, Lord, I want to, I just don't have the willpower to do it. Oh. I got you. I'll give you the willpower to do it. Be the way you want it. <laughs> yes. I think ass. there's another part of fasting that we've skipped over that we need to uh, cover. Skipped over? Yes. And so God states in Matthew 6, 16 through 18, that when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites mm. do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Mm. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Mm-hmm. But when you fast, put oil on your head mm-hmm. and, your, and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is mm-hmm. unseen and your Father who sees that it is done in secret mm-hmm. will reward you. Amen. Basically, do it for God and not for the people. Not to be seen. Not, not to be seen. Later on, he does say, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites do. You know, and he right. goes on, do things for the right reason, right. the right motives. You don't, don't be looking all pitiful and say, oh, I'm oh, fasting. Man, I'm fa- right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm so hungry. Right. I'm so weak. I'm so they tired. Like so, oh, yeah. oh, man, that guy is so noble, man. He's he so humble. Fasting, He's oh. so holy. <laughs> that Joshua is so holy. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, so we're going to come, we're going to go back, all of us have an assignment to read some of those scriptures and we're going to come back again and continue and we can talk more specifically about the different kinds of fasts and we'll pick up the next time there. Okay. Is that okay? Sounds good. Any last words from Joshua, Takara? No. Kenya? I'm loving it. Sebastian? Anybody? Nobody. All right. Now, listen, friends, if you have been listening to this, this uh, whatever this is, this podcast for any length of time, but you have said, you know, through all of Brother Young's tomfoolery and all that stuff, I still see the love and I can hear the love for Jesus and things of Christ. And I want that Jesus. I want a relationship with that Jesus that they're talking about. Then, friends, today is your day. Today is your day to come to God as humble as you know how and just admit to him that you have violated through some way, shape or form. What he requires for us to have, and that is a relationship with Jesus. 
So how do we get that relationship with Jesus? We come to him and we say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. You know, you you know what we do here. Let's do it right now. Say this simple sinner's prayer with me. Father, I realize that I've sinned, but I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I pray that you would, would save me, Lord God, because I believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross so that I could be forgiven. And I receive him now as my savior. I want that joy. I want that relationship with you, God. And I know that it's only through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that I can have it. I receive it now. I thank you for it. And Father, fill me with the free, precious gift of the Holy Ghost. I receive all this now, and I believe now that I am saved. Well, friends, if you've said that with a sincere prayer, the Bible lets us know that your name has been written in a book up in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. But there's two more things I need you to do. I need you to do your due diligence, do your due research, and find a Bible-believing, God-honoring church in your community. Join that church. Be a blessing to that church. Receive a blessing and give a blessing. And I don't mean just financial. But don't forget, as we always say, do that same thing in your home with your family. Your number one job on this planet, if, especially if you have children, your number one responsibility, besides you being saved yourself, is to introduce Christ to your children. I'm going to say that again. Besides you being saved yourself, your number one job is to introduce your children to Jesus Christ. Live it in front of them, but also tell them also. Now, friends, if you have any questions that you need clarification or you, you just need to get in touch with, with us in any way, check out all the ways to contact us in the description box below. And we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. So until next week, when we continue our conversation about the different kinds of fast fasting, I am your host, Pastor Robert Young, sitting here with somebody, Joshua, <laughs> Joshua Takara, and Kenya. So we'll see you next time on Not Your Parents' Religion Podcast, and may God bless you.